Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you, the solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to a dose of inspiration for the solo traveller. Today we are being transported to Egypt and I'm joined by Sama Badawi, who's originally from Sudan and lives in Malaysia. Sama's travelled to Egypt several times and her first solo trip to Egypt was in 2007. Hi Sama, great to meet you. Hi, great to meet you too. Thank you for joining me to talk about Egypt today. I absolutely love Egypt and I really think more people should visit it. But just before we start talking about the country, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been solo travelling for and what types of things you like to do on your solo trips? So my name is Sama and I'm from Sudan. I'm 33 years old and the first time I left home, it was 2009. Like home as in like my parents' home because we we are not really based in Sudan. But uh, the first time I was like a solo traveler, it was 2007 as I went to Egypt. And then when I left home for long-term travel, it was 2009. I lived in Southeast Asia, basically, so most of my travels were based around Southeast Asia. My parents live in the Middle East, and that is why as well I have like them as a base, and then I tried traveling solo in different countries in the Middle East, including Egypt. Um, things that I really like to do, I, I really like to experience the culture in each country I visit. So most of the time I will try to stay with the local so they can show me the insights of the place and the culture. And I'm a big foodie as well. I like history, museums and these kind of things. Is that what drew you to Egypt? Because you said that you like history and culture and obviously Luxor's been classed as the biggest outdoor museum in the world, really. So is that what? What was one of the things? Of course. Um, the first time I actually was um, in Egypt, I went with my mom. She's an archaeologist. And she was on a trip to Luxor and to the pyramids. And I was really young, but then I felt I was fascinated by everything in Egypt and all. So when I was, I think I was 19 or 20, I'm not sure, I decided to go there and explore more as an adult this time. It's like that kind of view. So yeah, that's why. What do you think is Egypt's attraction for women traveling alone? Obviously, you've got the architecture and the the markets as well, the hustle and bustle of the markets and the museum. What else would you say is the country's attraction? I would say, I, would, I can't say exactly like for women traveling alone, but I would say Egypt in general is very attractive, not only the history, but Egypt has kept um, a lot of their, its authenticity and the culture is very rich. Um, I would say, obviously, the history is unique. You can't find it anywhere else. And the food, um, the markets, as you mentioned, uh, the beaches as well. I think that Egypt, with its location on the Red Sea and the Mediterranean, um, I think their beaches are really great. How did you find it being alone there? 
I was a little bit scared at the beginning <laughs> till I got there, actually, because I was always guided by my parents going there, and I didn't know know my way, not really not knowing my way around, but I didn't know, for example, how to find accommodation, um, how to get to a place, like uh, traveling between cities and all these kind of things. But it was it was pretty easy. Um, back then, in 2007, we didn't have all of the Uber and like all of these kind of things and Airbnb was not really like something then. But um, it was easy finding a place to stay. I stayed in a hotel then, and it was easy navigating my way around as well because they have they really they have really good connections between cities, like uh, in terms of transportation. I remember when I went, I flew to Abu Simbel, and the in- yes. the internal flights there were quite good as well. I did not fly there actually. I took the train from Sudan going up to Aswan and then from Aswan to Luxor and then from Luxor all the way to Alexandria. So I took the whole journey. What was the what was the train like? Was it quite comfortable? It was really nice. Yeah, I took a night train as well once from Luxor all the way to Cairo. I took a night train and it was quite comfortable, clean as well. They have uh, classes as well, like business class, like first class, second class and all this. And it was quite nice. Okay, and do you get food carts on the train as well? Yes, yes, lots of them. And the train stops in so many stations as well, and, like, every station is full of uh, food vendors. Fantastic. And how else did you get around? Did you use any minibuses as well? Uh, Between cities, no. Inside Cairo, uh, no as well. In Alexandria, it was, because Cairo is, like, very crowded so I use the metro and I use the tram as well and then in Alexandria I use the buses the public transportation inside the city I never made it to Alexandria and I heard it's really nice what, what were your thoughts it's on beautiful it? it's beautiful it's like one of my favorite places in Egypt I would say I feel like Alexandria, even though obviously every place in Egypt is very crowded because there are lots of people there, but Alexandria, I would say it's a lot calmer than Cairo. I feel as well people in Alexandria were a lot nicer than people in Cairo. Um, The beaches are really nice. You just really need to know which beach to go to as well because like the public beaches might be really crowded and not really clean, but they have really pr- nice private beaches, and um, I really like it. It's like one of my favorite places to be, actually. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back. I've only really, yeah. I've only really seen Luxor, Cairo, Aswan, um, Abu Simbel, which is just completely mm. just mind blowing, um, yeah. and Sharm El Sheikh on a separate time as well. But I remember the. The snorkeling and the diving is just fantastic in Egypt, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't been to Shemeshek though. I didn't. I didn't go to Shemeshek or uh, Kartaga, but I've been to other coasts like uh, Marsalem. If you heard about it, and uh, Port Said, okay. and Alexandria. Yeah. Are they less touristy because Hagada and Sharm El Sheikh are kind of. Where people go for package holidays. Very, very. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Salem is touristy. Port Said is not at all. I hardly 
I don't think I met anyone there. Okay. So it's great if you just want to yeah. get away from people. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just locals. And Alexander is a little bit, I would say, not as Sharm el-Sheikh and uh, Al-Gharda, not like the, yeah, their Red Sea coast is like really touristy, uh, opposite from the Mediterranean. I guess if you're wanting to meet others and you're feeling a bit intrepid about going to Egypt for the first time, then maybe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the, the Red Sea coastline is probably better to meet others. Or did you, how easy did you find it to meet people and did you meet any other women travelling by themselves? No, I actually, even when I went back in 2015, it was not easy to find someone traveling by themselves. Most of the people I have seen, they were traveling as couples or families, yes. but as well, back then, like I heard now that there are hostels. So back Ooh. then there were not many hostels anyway. And, um, most people, they stay in either hotels or in apartments that they have like daily rental. So I did not meet anyone traveling by themselves. But I think people feel a little bit, especially females, they feel a little bit uh, scared to go there by themselves. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the impression that I get as well. And I think a lot of women would feel more comfortable taking a tour to the country. I took a tour uh, when I went to the pyramids in 2011. Uh, I took a tour because I... I really didn't know how to get there or like what to do. And I need someone as well to guide me and to tell me the history of the place and all these kind of things. But then when I went back again in 2015, I felt like the tour was kind of a waste of money for me because I've already known what is it and I have known how to get there as well and all these kind of things. I would say I, I just really not a big fan of tours. When it comes to tours, especially in countries like Egypt, then you wouldn't, you will have a schedule and you would have like timing. And Egypt is really one of these countries that you can just go around in the streets and just, just forget yourself there and just go around and see what is going on in the streets, the markets, what people are doing, and all these kind of things. So I guess when it comes to, Historical places, maybe, like as like a day tour or something. But I wouldn't recommend a tour for the whole journey for Egypt. That's good to know. And how did you find it in the markets? Because I've heard stories about people getting hassled in the markets. I was actually with a partner at the time, so I had a different experience from what I would have done if I was solo. Did you get hassled at all? Yes, one of the things that you really need to learn before you go to Egypt is how to haggle and hustle. <laughs> because, um, which is a sad thing, but I guess it's like most of the countries that I have been to, they have the same kind of, like, you'll have the same kind of experience. That they see you as, like, just money loaded if you're a traveler. And that is why prices are really high for foreigners especially if you're alone as well, no man. Um, you just really need to pay attention to this. Like, not only in markets, in everywhere, like taxi drivers, for example. Anywhere you go to, you just have to find the real price for whatever you are ask, you're asking for. Have you been to Morocco? Would you say it's quite similar to the, the kind of hassle exactly. that you get in Morocco? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
It's the same thing in Morocco, yes. So it's just whatever price taxi drivers give you or somebody in the market it's gives you, the you know, you can knock them down. Just be firm and assertive as well. I would say do your research before you go. Like, know how are the prices. I think now they have Uber, so it's like with taxis, that's fine. Obviously, like metros and trams, the fares are fixed because you get them from the ticket, like, you know, kiosk or something. But um, markets, you just really need to know. Or go with the local. If you get to know one of the locals, that will save you a lot. That is a very, that's a very good tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were your highlights and your favorite places? I would say Aswan is one of my favorite places as well to go to in Egypt, uh, Alexandria. Um, Cairo, I'm not big. I'm not a really big fan of it, but obviously the National Museum is one of the best I have seen in my life. It's amazing, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Like, really, really nice. I would say, yeah, the pyramids, obviously, like everyone who goes to you would want to see the pyramids. I tried to go inside the pyramid, <laughs> but it was not a great experience because as you are going in, um, you just feel like you're out of breath. It's really, like, really tight. Mm. And I just had to ask them to take me out halfway because I couldn't continue the whole thing till I reached the room. Like, it's, apparently, it's just a tiny room. But, yeah, the pyramid is a nice... And I took a tour in the pyramids. I actually... I went on a horse. So it was really nice. Um, the National Museum, as I mentioned, Alexandria... It has a few historical places there as well that they belong to the time of the Ottoman Empire and the Turkish as well, Empire in Egypt, um, which I only see in Alexandria as well. That was really nice. And obviously Aswan and Abu Simbel. I as well went to the big dam. That, oh, yeah. Uh, is that not? Yeah, it's just one down. Yeah, it's just, it's right before Aswan. It's like right outside of Aswan. Because when we crossed from Sudan to Egypt, um, that was the first thing that we saw. And it was a really nice experience, too. Something different. I Because for me, that was the first dump I have ever seen in my life, like face to face or like in real life, not on TV. Yeah. I find yeah. Egypt just so magical because, like you say, you see it on TV or you see pictures of the Valley of the Kings or the pyramids and Abu Simbel. Yeah. And then when you're actually there in real life, it's a pinch myself moment, I think, because you just can't believe that you're there. It is. Every day in Egypt is like you see something new. Every day just brings you a new experience and a, a new information. And you don't get bored. Just like, I think just like, I, Egypt reminds me of Vietnam too. Same kind of experience. And if people can relate, people who, go to, who went to Vietnam as well, it's like you see something different every day. It's like very cultural, very like hustling and bustling everywhere <laughs> and different things. And I guess with Egypt as well, as you go from a city to another city, the experience changes. Yeah. People might not really change, but the experience changes. 
Did you also take a river cruise along the Nile? Because that was one of the most magical things that I did. And you can also, is it called a felucca, the traditional boat? I'm not actually sure about the name, but yes, I did. And it was really nice. But it was, for me, it was not really a new experience because I did that in Sudan too. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, but it was the difference between the Egyptian Sudan, the Egyptian Nile or the Nile cruises in Sudan that uh, in Egypt, um, they are happier, I guess. They are like with the music and dancing and uh, it's really nice, actually. And the camels on the, on the riverbank as well. It's so cool. The camels yeah. are an amazing thing, I guess, yeah. And I have a very special experience, actually. Um, I have my, I mean, before 2007, I started writing to a pen friend in Egypt. Oh. And we exchanged letters and also in 2007, mm. I, one of the main things that I needed to do uh, in Egypt was to go see her. And her, her village where she lived, you will have to go through the Nile as well. So it's like north of Cairo, but you have to go through the Nile. So I took the boat as well. This was a really nice experience. Like I got to see how the local in villages and in farms, how do they live? What do they do? How do they eat? I spent a day with her there and it was really, really nice. Oh, fantastic. You mentioned before about your highlights and your favorite places. Would you say that there are any hidden gems in the country that people should definitely visit? Yes. There is a museum for Muhammad Ali Pasha, if you heard about him. Um, it's for him and his wife, I think, and they kept all of their like beds and their stuff and everything in there. And um, it's called the castle, which is in Arabic, uh, Al-Kala. Okay. Uh, so this one is always forgotten by people. I don't know why. Even though it's like one of the big, it's a huge place. And it's really nice. Sunsets there are great. Really nice place. So people even can go there, like even like you're not even interested, just taking photos there in, in the place. Because the whole castle, I think, was built by Muhammad Ali Pasha. This is one of the places that I really like and people normally just overlook it. Um, there are other small museums as well inside Cairo that I can't really recall its their names, but Cairo, what I just want to say is just Cairo is not just the National Museum. There are so many other museums because Egypt is full of his, history. It's not just the Faroos. Um, they had so many eras that they, like Egypt went through actually. And other than that, I would say... As I mentioned earlier, the history in Alexandria as well, they have like three museums that they have been to there, showing the Ottoman or the Turkish Empire, both, and their history, um, which is really great. This is as well a place that people normally skip. Other than that, I would say food, <laughs> because I'm just like a really big foodie and I really like food. But yeah, there are a few restaurants as well that I know that they are hidden. People should go to, but yeah. What is the typical Egyptian food? Exactly. Don't they have a kind of flatbread there? Yes, flatbread, they depend on it. I think they eat, they eat rice as well, but not as much as they eat bread. Like, for example, 
their national dish, which is um, for breakfast, which is fava beans, pool. And um, this is as well. I think I have seen full only in Ethiopia, Sudan, and Egypt, to be honest. Okay. As, as a national dish that is eaten daily. So, yeah, fava beans is, um, is something that I must try. Their falafel as well is different than any other falafel that you might try as well because their falafel is made of the fava beans, not as uh, made of the chickpeas as we know. They have there as well one of the very famous dishes, which I really like, kushari, which is a base of spaghetti, different type of pasta, and lentils, brown lentils, rice, and tomato sauce on top of all of that, and some fried onions on top. And it's great. Oh, it sounds lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, Egypt, Egypt food is very unique. They have their main dishes. One of the main dishes as well that they call it molochia. I think it's made of mellow leaves or something like that. I haven't seen it as well anywhere else except in Sudan as well. But I think um, it came with the farus and it stayed till, till now. So this is one of the dishes as well that someone should try. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sounds great. If you only had two weeks to see the country, what would your perfect itinerary be? I would fly into Cairo, and I wouldn't spend more than two days in Cairo. Mm. So I would do, like, let's say, one day I would do, like, a city tour and the National Museum, and then the next day I would do the pyramids, and then I would go to Alexandria, taking the train, which is two hours. I would have two days as well in Alexandria, and then I would fly out of Alexandria to Luxor. I would give Luxor maybe five days to go to Abyssinville and like um, go around Luxor and everything, and then I will go to Aswan. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are nine days. So maybe I would do two days in Aswan, and then I would fly to Sharm el-Sheikh for the last two days, and then fly out of there. That's such a great itinerary, and it's yeah. quite it's quite mixed as well, isn't it? Because then you've got the beach at the end. Yes. Yes. There are some places in Egypt that I would love to, that is why I wanted to go back. I would love to go back to go to like the south of Egypt, especially like really inside the south, not just Aswan and Luxor, but to go deep into the villages and the small towns. Because I think the culture of the south is is very different than the north. Mm -hmm. And they're still very authentic. So I, I wanted to go back to do this. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Is there anything to do in the evenings as a solo? What What did you find yourself doing? Well, I've been to nightclubs actually, and um, little small bars, but they are really hidden, kind of, because I think drinking in Egypt is not really something that you could do. Um, they have as well something that they call a tent, which is you can find most probably like very close to the pyramids as well. And tents are where they have singers or shows that they are being held there during the evening, which is really a great experience as well. It, it was really nice. Um, other than that, I would just say cafes on the Nile or the Nile cruise in the evenings as well, That's cinemas. Is there anything that you would avoid? No. Okay. No. 
<laughs> I would say just take care because there is um, obviously this, like as you mentioned earlier, like Morocco, there are so many people that they have like they experience harassments and all these kind of things. I haven't that much because as soon as they start like trying to harass me, I would just speak to them in Arabic because I speak Arabic too, and then they'll just back off. But yeah, most of people, especially. Like, if you look like a real foreigner, then, yeah, they will try to harass you. Not even, I would say, sexual harassment as much as, like, street vendors and people in markets and suits. They just, like, try to just, like, be very close to you and just, like, push you to buy their stuff and things like that. Yeah. That's what I was just going to clarify, actually, yeah, that the harassment is more um, them trying to get you to buy their stuff rather than threatening. Yes threatening sexual behavior what would you say to someone who wants to go to Egypt alone for the first time and is feeling a bit apprehensive about it I would say just go if you really like traveling and you have been traveling solo you have definitely experienced countries where you just have to be more caution and like just aware of your surroundings and all these kind of things Egyptians are very hospitable and they are, as soon as they know, they're very helpful as well in the streets as well. If they know that you are a foreigner and they will try to help you. I mean, even that we mentioned there, they will try to hassle you and all these kind of things. But I have made friends. I have made friends who took me to markets, who just like, just I met them where I, like I stayed or I went to a restaurant, for example, and then the girl with her family who's sitting next to me on the table started talking to me, and then the next thing I know that we are going out together. Okay. It's a very cultural country. It's very full of experience, and I think it's very unique. So once in your life, you should try to go there. Definitely. You would love it. Definitely. So how would you describe it if you only had three words? I would say very historical, mm-hmm. chaotic, and exotic. Ooh, okay. Can yeah. I th- can I throw a word in as well? Yes. I would also add awe-inspiring or mind-blowing for some of the, the mind blowing. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. So before we start wrapping up, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Summer? No, actually, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much for joining me, Sama, and I wish you lots of travels in the future. Thank you very much. If this episode has inspired you to travel solo to Egypt, you can find out more about travelling to Egypt on our website. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.